Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. listening to Culture Proof, everybody. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. You guys, if you're joining the live every Tuesday, you get behind the scenes on how we do this. Um, we were talking about the four questions that every Christian should ask themselves um, when determining their liberty. And as I can recall, I don't think we answered or asked any of those questions. Not even one, huh? Hmm. No. Okay. So here's number one. First question. Number one. This is the pastor out of Leesburg, Virginia, Pastor Austin Hamrick of uh, Cornerstone Chapel. And this is the first question that he says Christians should ask themselves. Uh, is it less than beneficial? When you're mm. trying to determine if you have Christian liberty, the question is, is it less than beneficial? Okay. Um and and here's how he how he unpacks that. If the Bible doesn't directly address it, the first question that I'm going to say that you need to ask yourself, is it less than beneficial? Is it potentially detrimental for me rather than being good for me? Even though this might not necessarily be declared in the Bible as a sin, is it just practically good for me? So in other words, should I do it? Right. Even right. though I can do it, should I do it? Now, look, this is going to offend people. Okay, this is going to offend people, all right? But let me just say, okay? How do you know that? Well, because <laughs> Christians have liberty and they can do whatever they want. And somebody's going to listen to this podcast. And when we're traveling all across the country next year, somebody's going to walk up to me and show me what they do. And they're going to be like, so what do you think? And I'll be like, I already told you, you have liberty, you have freedom to do it, okay? <laughs> but I'm just going to say, I would not do it. For me, I just wouldn't do it. So I have seen Christians who love Jesus do the big stretchy things to their earlobes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me that I don't find that beneficial. Now somebody might say, well, I don't find piercing my ears beneficial. You win. That, that's true. <laughs> this is why we are able to live in the family of God together. So I can say, just like Cassandra can say, now Cassandra's probably like, no, this is not a matter of opinion. You're in sin. If you're eating swine, I don't see it that way. I don't. Um, but, just like we're in the body of Christ together, I think we can have this as a disagreement. We can have this as an argument. Right. I'm going to tell you, though, my concern about why am I circling back to swine? Because <laughs> you want to talk about that again? No, not really. But <laughs> I have a concern sometimes when there is an, um, you know, this is sin, where the Bible doesn't say this is sin. Yeah. I'm concerned about that because it binds people's conscience. Um, over and against what the word of God does. And I look up, I look at this almost, and I, I think of Paul's warning to the Galatians when the Judaizers were telling them that these Gentiles who had come to Christ, they now had to be circumcised, mm -hmm. right? That that was an additional part of their faith in Jesus. Yeah. And man, the apostle Paul was like, whoa, whoa, stop. Jesus Christ alone. 
faith in what he has done. You do not have to be circumcised to be saved because that then becomes a work. Mm -hmm. You look at what the apostle Paul wrote, even in Romans chapter four, Romans chapter five, when the apostle Paul is talking about Abraham, was the promise made before circumcision or after circumcision? Before right? Did, did Abraham believe before he was given this, this covenant of circumcision, he believed for. And so in, in essence, what we have here in the scriptures is that it's not by the works of the flesh that anyone is justified. It's by faith in the Lord. And so yeah. anyway, I think that's important to note. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the stretchy ear thing, what is that <laughs> referring to? So it's like, have you seen people it's the ear gauges, right? Like they put these huge circles yeah. in their ears and stretch out their earlobes. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of faithful Christians who have that as like their body art. I don't understand it. And and, and that's just me. I'm not going to say that they don't have the liberty right. or the freedom to do that. There are people who would look at them and put them in a certain category. Mm. But we all do that depending on what the thing is that we're looking at, right? Yeah. What's better is for us to say, this is my brother, this is my sister in the Lord. If my brother or my sister is not caught in sin, then I am going to accept his or her, their personal expression. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that too not, flimsy? Not, no, no. I, I, think, I think that's right. Because if we can't clearly look at the word of God and say this is sin, then we have no right to call it that. And if it's an expression... You know that you know uh, that's not sinful. Then I think that's 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 all right. You know, mm -hmm. it just may not be your preference, but if it's not uh, a sin, then yeah. So here's question number two. Question number two. I think this is a big one that probably is obvious, but most of us don't ask ourselves when we're thinking about what our liberties are. Mm -hmm. uh, could it master me? Mm. Could it master me? Man. Could I do this thing that I am permitted to do, but then could it take hold of me and become something that I am now um, unable to let go of? Wow. That's big. That's big. You know, if we, if, cause if you ask yourself that question before, you know, doing certain things, it's like, man, I think it brings a soberness. If you're really, really asking yourself that, I think there are many things that we will stay away from. And I'm not even talking about deep, dark. I'm just talking about certain things that would have the uh, potential to, like, take your time away. Yes. And you're, like, you know, wasting time doing this. But but now, you know, you feel like you have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be cer certain things like Gaming. video games. Yes, for you sure. Know? Where it's like, man, is this really... You know, beneficial is it? Is it going to master me? Am I going to get so hooked into this to where, man, I feel like I just want to play all the time? That happens so much. So that question is big, and I don't think we ask ourselves that question. No, enough. You know, really. Miss <laughs> Carla said, "Like ice cream, man. Listen, like ice cream, you know? like Facebook." Laura said, "Like, like Facebook. Facebook. Oh yeah, social media. Like, will this master me? I, all I, of these things, guys. I don't know if we're equipped to ask ourselves those questions because we don't want to tell ourselves the truth. No, we're so it's so like, we're like unwilling." Uh, Unwilling yeah. to ask ourselves that question. Uh. Look, I took two years off of Facebook because I felt like it, it mastered me. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was constantly checking it, constantly updating it. I was engaging in discourse with people I'd never met face to face. And yet they were acting as if we shook hands yesterday. Um, <laughs> it was upsetting me. It was mentally and emotionally draining me. Um, I was I was managing all of the people who engaged. This was on my personal page. And it's like 5000 people. So I'm engaging the people with as many of the comments and the questions and the direct messages. And I was like, 
oh, every day, <laughs> every day, needing to open the app, needing to check it, needing to make sure that it was, and it, it, I, I, no, no. And I was lamenting this to Will, mm -hmm. the great, who said to me <laughs> in his greatness, um, delete the app. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's, that's, uh, that's simple. He was like, you don't have to have the app on your phone. Just delete the app. Mm -hmm. You can take a break. And I thought, man, that is, that is an awesome idea. So I deleted the app and I thought I would go back to it maybe in like a few weeks and just kind of like, you know, take a breather here. Um, and it was off my phone for two years, two years. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you in that two year period, I really enjoyed that break. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that break. And I'm going to tell you what it did. It allowed me <laughs> wisdom with will. <laughs> yes. It allowed me to be present more and to focus on the things that are really important. Yeah. And so anyway, some of us may need to do that. Yep. Nancy Fashion, says, yep. Makeup, football, hunting, all those things. Uh oh, Kate, don't go to meddling. Kate, <laughs> Kate, Kate said coffee. Uh, now listen. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, yeah. listen to me. Listen to me, dear you can be sister. Mastered by coffee. Coffee is from the Lord. <laughs> okay, oh. He has given that to us as a wonderful, wonderful gift. <laughs> so I'm going to pretend you didn't put that in the list. <laughs> she put it with like crying eyes. <laughs> coffee. Yes. BJU Press Homeschool is the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Did you know that homeschoolers are a threat to a secular culture? It's true. For a society that envisions public education as the means by which it will indoctrinate future generations, destroy the proliferation of the gospel, and disintegrate the republic, homeschoolers are de facto revolutionaries. But all homeschooling is not created equal. What makes your kids' education Christian is not the fact that you are one. This is why we trust BJU Press Homeschool to help us seamlessly disciple our children, even in their core subjects. We don't want a secular education that uses Bible verses as frosting. We want the knowledge of God preserved at every phase of what our kids are taught. Consider BJU Press Homeschool for all of your homeschooling needs. We trust them to back us as we grow the resistance. You can too. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. Visit today. <laughs> tell me in this live, tell me if you have taken, if you're a coffee drinker, tell me if you have taken a break from coffee um, easily. easily. And, you know, and so, and when you take a break from coffee, why are there headaches and stuff? That's something wrong with no that. No one asked that. No <laughs> one. Thank you, Amy. Amy said, yes, coffee is from the Lord. Look at Merle said, Hebrews. Yep. <laughs> Come on. It's in, it's in scripture. Come on. Um, but yeah, no, true. You you do. <laughs> Laura said, I agree. Take coffee off the list. <laughs> no, keep it Look, on that list. We can't homeschool our kids without coffee. All right. <laughs> what should be the next shirt? Tell us. Tell us, Andrea. Tell us what should be the next shirt. Put it on there. Um, anyway, no. Okay, so I, I will admit, right, you can, you can, your head can hurt a little bit depending on <laughs> why do I feel moved to defend coffee? Let's get to question number three. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the four questions that Christians need to ask themselves to see if they've been mastered by anything. Question number three is, could it cause others to stumble? We kind of have been talking about this already, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mandy said, why would you take a break from coffee? Girl, Mastery. I don't know. Mastery. No. He just threw that out there. No, someone else. Who threw that? It was Kate. Yeah, it wasn't me. You wouldn't blame Kate me. Threw, I mean, it just felt like, it just felt right. <laughs> I just want to make you will the okay. Oh. All right. Um, but anyway, no, yeah. Um, so could it cause others to stumble? I think this is the question that few that's people a, care about. That's big though. When That's we start big. talking about Christian liberty, yeah. we don't often care about one another enough. Because, yeah, we're, we're focused on ourselves. I can do this. You know, and there's nothing that, no, nothing that says that I can't. And, and, and you're right about that. There's, but we should care about our brothers and sisters enough that mm. if we know that it may be a stumbling block for them... We can not do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, man, that's just a little sacrifice for, a, man, a bigger reason, you know, that we want our brothers and sisters not to stumble. Mm-hmm. And so we should think that way and not selfish in selfish ways, you know. Yeah. But a lot of times we we like, well, I have the right to do it. I can do what I, you know, I can do it, you know. And yeah. and I think that comes from a selfish place. I, I, I think that that is an immaturity that's present in a believer who says it doesn't matter to me if I injure someone else because I have freedom and I have liberty. You know, the Bible teaches us very clearly to look not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others, mm-hmm. that we are to be found doing what builds one another up, which actually leads us to question number four. Mm-hmm. The fourth question is, does it lack edification? Does mm-hmm. it lack edification? So in other words, if I'm doing this, Am I going to be guilty of tearing someone down rather than building them up? Mm. Look, these are the comments a lot of times. And this was this was another one of the things kind of getting back to social media. Yeah. Another one of the things that uh, drove me crazy, trying to navigate (laughs) how to respond to people that I knew were being hostile to me. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I want to glorify God, right? Because (laughs) it matters. And also... I don't want to injure other believers who showed up with popcorn buckets to watch the comments. <laughs> we know who we are. Mm-hmm. We, y- y'all, you know, when you follow a post just because it's got some drama, you're like, ooh, that's a little zesty. What's she going to say next? And you, if, if you could, you, <laughs> you would hit the notification bell to know every time the comment was replied to. Oh, man. Anyway, we got to love us, right? This is us in the body of Christ. But those things you think about, okay, I can just say what I feel Mm -hmm. like I you came after me. I have the right to respond and defend myself. But just because I have the right to do it, should I exercise that right and then appear not to be building someone else up? Like appear to be tearing down the one for whom Christ died. Like, cause look, many of us are not going to, you know, have questions about, should we eat meat sacrifice to idols? But we should have questions about like, man, should I respond to that comment like that? That's good. Yeah. Should I say that about that brother or sister like that in that comment? And I wouldn't say that to that brother or sister well, when we're face to face. Usually we're too heated to yeah. ask ourselves those questions. It's just like fire off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. We're like uh, Kermit the Frog at the typewriter. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, but yeah, I think to be able to pause and ask those questions is big. You yeah. Know? It we, really is. Yeah. We have to take time to do that. Yeah. Miss Carla said, Miki, your coffee drinking is making me stumble. I'm sorry. <laughs> we won't drink coffee on camera. Okay. Just one. I want to say thank you so much to Ms. Carla for popping the questions up there in the live and making sure that all four of them got on um, 
in the the comments section. Yeah. So we re really do appreciate that. No, I think the the question about Christian liberty is not how close can we get to sin and still be saved? It is how much we can reflect the fact that we are saved, right? Mm -hmm. Like how much can we live for the glory of God in a way that honors the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, makes much of what he has done and less of us. Like, I, I, I mean, mm -hmm. to me, there are just things that are not worth it. When we talk to our kids about this, it's like, man, is it even, is it worth it? You know, do, do we need to do that? Like mm -hmm. some of it, I think we can honestly say we don't need to do. Yeah, yeah. So for brethren, uh, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Amen. Uh, First but Peter. by love, serve one another. Thank yeah. you so much, Matthew. That's Thank yes, you, Matthew. Appreciate definitely. that. Definitely. Absolutely. You look at First Peter chapter 2, um, verses 13 through 16, where the Apostle Peter is talking about how we are to submit to the authorities that are over us, how we are supposed to live um, as believers. If we're going to suffer, we want it to be that we're suffering innocently, not yeah. for that we deserve to suffer, right? We want to be suffering innocently. And also that we, to know that we can walk in the liberty and the freedom that we have, but we don't use that liberty or that freedom as a cover up for sin. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. All right. Jennifer says, and this consideration extends to all, even outside of the church. Yes. Now the consideration of what? I guess you mean like being able to and I'll let not her, make them stumble. Yeah. Oh yes, Jennifer. Yes, and that's an excellent point because not it's, be it's, selfish. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and I'm gonna say, oh, I'm glad you bring that up. I'm gonna say this, Jennifer. I think that we work harder for those outside of the church, right? Especially in the American context, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because a lot of people in the American context, although this gap is kind of closing, they have some knowledge of what God requires. Mm. And so they're looking at Christians to see if the Christian is living according to what their grandmother told them Christians should be doing. You know what mm. I mean? Maybe they visited church a few times and they know that there are certain things that Christians should not be doing. So when you think about this, you think, man, I don't want to cause them to stumble, even if they have like sort of a flawed understanding of what liberty is in Christ, I don't want to potentially lose the opportunity to witness to that person. Yeah. Look, man, I was talking to, I was talking to a young girl. Um, I say young girl, she's in college and I was talking to her about Jesus and talking to her about um, church. And I just had a, I had a, a hunch that, um, and this was I when I went to do my pickup, our grocery pickup okay. here this last time. Yeah. And I got out and um, I was just talking to her, just kind of, you know, she's loading the groceries, I'm loading the groceries. And I'm just thinking, you know, man, this person is made in the image of God and I could just load groceries and then smile, you know. And and I asked her, because I, I said, she said, I wasn't even supposed to be in today. And, and you know, they were shorthanded. So I came in and she goes, it's fine because I'm trying to finish school. And I said, um, I said, what are you going to school for? And she said, well, I'm, I'm finishing up. I'm going to school for law enforcement. Well, this was an open door, right? To begin talking to her about mm. like, so you're going into a line of work that is dangerous automatically. Mm. You're, you're mm. going into a line of work. And I said, I've got friends in law enforcement. You, you're going into a line of work where you walk into a situation, a situation you don't know what you're going into. I said, wouldn't you need to know where you would spend eternity? Mm. And she was kind of like, 
<laughs> Don't be doing that. Man, okay. she was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to put the orange juice in your truck. But, uh, you know, but my, my heart, man, I felt like this. But the point I'm making here is that when I said to her, I said, look, I know that you probably, and, and you know, maybe being led by the spirit of God, but also culturally understanding where we are, that a lot of people have a little bit of church. Mm. They have a little bit of church. And so I I said to her, I know that you probably are familiar with the things of God. You probably have been to church a few times. And she kind of got visibly uncomfortable. And, and she was like, I grew up in church. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I just got busy in school. And I said, if I were you, I would not go into a line of work where I could die every day without having the assurance of where I would spend eternity. Mm. And she was kind of smiling at me. She was really uncomfortable. Like she was moving like, kind of, I want to get out of the situation. And so I wasn't going to press her. And I, I said, though, will you think about what I've said? She's like, yeah. And then, she, and then she said this, she goes, you know what? I wasn't supposed to be here today, but she goes, I'm glad I came in. Wow. And I go, okay. Praise God. And so I prayed for her, not with her because she obviously didn't want me to touch her. Like it was obvious. <laughs> Praise She's God, like, take dude. all your bags, ma'am, and get out. But I could tell that there was a stirring in her yes. heart. And so what I'm saying is, so here's a girl, right, that has some idea of church. Mm. She has some idea. So can you imagine that we encounter people like this all the time? They're watching our life. They're mm. looking at us to see if what we what we say we believe, we really believe. And mm. how do they often see that in how we live it out? All right. Yeah. Man, I think this is a great point from Nancy that much of what I refrain from doing is not seen by anyone. It's between me and God, and I do so to obey and honor Him. Oh, yeah, me too. That's I agree with that. That's awesome, man. And that's true. You know, the things like when, when no one else is around, yeah. but it's you and God, you know, it's not like an external, uh, per another person yes. that, you know, whose eyes are on you, but we understand that God is watching at all times. That's, I think that's the maturity of the believer. When, mm -hmm. when we get to that place, the place that our sister Nancy is talking about, that's the maturity of the believer where you're not trying to um, collect your brownie points for what you've done, right? Where it's really fueled by a genuine relationship with the master. Yeah. That's maturity Amen. in the body of Christ. Amen. Will the Great, would yes. you please pray us out? Yes. Lord, we thank you. We praise you, God, for all that you're doing, oh God. We thank you, God, that we have freedom in you, God, and it's not freedom uh, to do what we just want to do. But God, it's freedom to worship you and to do what you call for us to do. And so, Lord, I pray for everyone who uh, has watched this live and who will watch. And, Lord, that you will just continue to um, stir in our hearts, oh, God, a holiness, how we can please you. God, that's what we desire to do. And, Lord, we know we're living in the last days. I pray, God, that you will help us, God, to live in such a way, God, that our light will shine so that uh, men will see uh, our good works and glorify you. Lord, we thank you. We praise you, Father God, for all that you're doing, seen and unseen. Bless everyone uh, that has uh, watched this live, oh God. And I pray, Father God, that, it, that everyone would have peaceful homes, God, that our children be raised up in your way, and God, that you will be pleased with what's happening in our, in our homes and in our lives. Lord, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, family. Remember, when you resist the cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture-proof. All right, until next time, Lord willing. God bless. Wait.